Okay. All right. So we're back with another exciting episode of the Bigfoot Revival. Yeah! So, quick question. Did you miss us? Even just a little? I have to imagine that answer is probably no. Uh, For most people, anyway. You're a little more optimistic than myself. Oh, really? (laughs) Which is unusual. So, it would be what? Definitely no? I don't know. I'm just running my mouth at this point. I love our new music. Yeah, I like it too. I I hope I hope uh, others others do as well. Uh, <laughs> it's about as cool as my new hat. You only get that if you're on Facebook. Yeah. Now I heard, and I may be wrong about this, but I heard that it's okay to post like basically the same thing over and over again because only like. I forget the exact number, but it was only like 60% of your people are going to see your first post. So hmm. then you post it again and even less people will see it. And then you post it again and even less people will see it. Really? Yeah. I, I saw that on a... Um, this is Facebook? Yeah. I was looking up stuff for um, promoting a business, that kind of thing, trying okay. to get more customers. Right. And that's what they were saying. They were saying that uh, it's okay to post things multiple times because... Just a little over half your people are going to see it anyway, to the initially, and then if, when you post it after that, you're only going to get X amount. It's maybe I, I'm making up numbers now because I don't remember them, but it say 25 percent more people to see it than before, and then only like a couple, 11, 13 percent, something like that, will see it the third time. I not not see it, but get new people to see it. Huh? Who'd have thought it? Yeah. Well, speaking of um posting stuff several different times. you want to go ahead and introduce us? Nah. <laughs> so, so, I am your host, the Sasquatch. And joining me today, as per usual, is the man. Yes. The beast. That's right. The legend. Keep going. The cooler. The, the Yeti. Yeti. Alright. So glad to be here, Sasquatch. So glad. You know, you know, <laughs> you know, it's still funny to me. It's not nowhere near as funny to me as the first time we done that though. That that tickled me exactly. I mean, it has become a thing though. So much, in fact, that I went out and bought a Yeti hat just because I don't own the sing- the first single Yeti product. Yeah, because I think they're overrated and overpriced. Just to be honest with you, I don't know about overrated. They are they are high <laughs> high dollar products. So. so that's why if you follow us on Facebook, you'll see that I do still drink from my Ozark Trail tumbler because we got to stay humble. You know, <laughs> pride is a sin. That's right. So that's right. All right. So today, um, I'll be right honest with you. We, we had trouble kind of coming up with a conversation. We've been really busy working. I mean, really busy working. And we were able to get the, the, the Facebook, I mean, not Facebook, but the um, website. website done yep. up so that it was a little more clean. Um, the About Us no longer has some stranger. <laughs> you know, it's actually About Us. We actually have blogs now. We have blogs. If anybody has not checked out our blogs, we just posted a new one today, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, from Swamp Ape. Yep. Okay. And uh, so we're excited about that. There's some really good uh things being posted on the uh, blog. Uh, I, I wish we could put out as much podcast material as they do blog. I think that'd be fun. But yeah, we, we thought provoking really, too. I mean, it's, yeah. it's good stuff to sit there and you know think on. Yeah, yeah, and we get to read them before you do, so that's a benefit. Um. But but we've been pretty busy working, um, trying to get everything taken care of. That being said, we haven't been as um, studious in, in, the, in the pursuit of cultural... Uh, ongoings? Ongoings. There we go. Um, all right. Now, I'll be out for the rest of the day because I just blew my... My fuse is in my brain coming up with so many words. Uh, so anyways, you know, it, it's one of those things where 
we haven't been able to pay as much attention to the news as we have in the past. Couple things that have happened. We had the RNC this week, and I was able to watch part of Donald Trump's speech as he accepted the nomination. That was pretty good, right? It was yeah. very uh, optimistic. I, I I don't know about everybody else, but I have noticed that one thing difference between the DNC, the Democrats versus the uh, Republicans, is one was very, um, you're screwed. And the only salvation you have is by voting for uh, uh, Biden. Joe, yeah. Biden. I wanted to say Bernie Sanders so bad. Um, Joe Biden. He will be your daddy. Now, I don't know about y'all, but watching it, I really did get that sense that, that the Democrat Party doesn't want to be elect a president. They want to re- elect a father. Hmm. And I, I really got that sense from them. On the other side, um, I didn't get that sense as far as out of the RNC. But I can't help but think if Donald Trump kind of thinks of himself as the great white hope, so to speak. You know what I mean? Of course he does. I, I mean, and I'm... so I don't think, I don't think that, I mean, I mean, to an extent, he the, does anyway. Yeah, the He's DNC, but 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 his speech, and I'll I'll give this to him. His speech was not. I'm taking other things that he has said in the past, sure, and joining it with his speech and saying that I think maybe to a certain extent he considers himself the great white hope, right? <laughs> but uh, but the, the the RNC, from what I saw of it and from his speech, was actually very good. I think he done a really good job of showing that um, that he's a president for everybody, mm-hmm. not just one group or another group. Like he, he's a president for the United States. It was very uniting. It was very optimistic. Um, I still think Donald Trump, as, as a personality, still has that, you need me to, to win, right? But he doesn't see the government itself as what saves America. Yeah. I think maybe he sees himself a little bit as what helps saves America. Almost like he's the leader of... Well, he's but, got that ego for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and to a certain extent, you have to be president, right? I mean, right. you're running for that kind of office, but... Uh, he does seem that he loves America. Though. He does. He does seem to love America. And where a lot of these guys do not. I mean, a lot of these guys honestly seem like they're just, America stinks. We need something else. You know, that whole rhetoric. Rhetoric. Keep trying. You'll get it. That whole way of talking. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Good job. Told you you could do it. Um, It's it's defeatist. Yeah. Um, It's we. Let's not take the system we have and make it better. It's let's start a whole new system. But there has never been a better system. There's never. I heard I heard somebody uh, say the other day that uh, you the Democrat Party looks at America and says, and, and is looking at it at a at a place where that truck is loud. Sure is. <laughs> I was like, what is that noise? <laughs> um, so. Uh, they're looking at and they're saying, you know, America's not perfect. Burn it down, right? Right. Where the the Republicans are more, it's not perfect, but it's better than everything else. And so let's mm-hmm. fix what's wrong with it and not try to start from scratch. Right. And because of that, I mean, it really it it really was a more optimistic message. Yeah. I mean, as yeah. far as I could tell. Um, the other part was that a uh, 17-year-old kid that wound up shooting some of the protest. I mean, not protesters. See, we got to deprogram ourselves from that. The rioters. Yeah, wasn't um, that crazy? And that was that was man. And I still don't know what to think. I mean, when it comes down to it, there's part of it that just says, "Why in God's green earth did somebody let a 17-year-old with a rifle exactly. into an environment like that?" Right? Exactly. That being said, outside of that, um, did he do anything wrong? I, I, from what I can tell, no, I don't, I don't think so. I think, uh, have you seen the videos? Yeah. 
You have? I yeah. haven't. You haven't? Mm-mm. Basically, um, he gets attacked because he has a rifle. Yeah. The guy, one of the guys sees that he has a rifle. He gets attacked for having a rifle. He kills the guy. Yeah. He calls uh, 911. Other people see where he's killed this guy, and they start chasing him. So he runs, and he runs, and uh, from what I can tell, he ran through a car lot, and then he ran. Mm. Anyway, he gets to a point where, where when he's running, he falls down. Uh-oh. So when he falls down, people start swarming him. And he, he's trying to get up, and as people are coming at him, he's popping them. Mm. And he kills some, he injures others, and it it it's bizarre. It's crazy. It's yeah. Are the people that are surrounding him and swarming him are are they armed or are they just punching and kicking the snot out of him? Or I know I know one guy had a gun. Oh yeah, at least one of them had a gun. Another guy came at him with a skateboard, like he was going to whack him with a skateboard. Um. Um. And and outside of that, I don't know if anybody else had weapons. Yeah. Those are the two things that I heard the most out of is is something about a skateboard and uh, one guy had a gun. And the guy with the gun, Buddy, had tweeted and said that the only thing, the only thing the guy with the gun, I wish I wish I had names, but uh, had done had done different was he wished he would have hit and shot him before he got a chance and unload the gun. I mean it was it was graphic and violent just the language of wow of he wished he had unloaded the gun into the guy with the rifle. Who was so, 17. Who was 17. And, and who knows how old the guy was that got shot. Right. Right. I mean, he may have been 12. That's terrible. <laughs> I have no idea, but... The whole situation is... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... nuts. It's, there again, my biggest issue was that you allowed a 17-year-old to be dropped off in the middle of this with, with a gun. Uh, I mean, um, I'm Second Amendment. I, I don't think he did anything wrong by having a gun. Um, but there is an age and mature. Now that being said, oh boy, for the most part, done what he was supposed to. When the cops showed up, he also runs to the cops, right, right, and and lets them. Know. I mean, so the whole thing was not somebody. He didn't. He never looked like he had murdered somebody and was trying to hide or get away with anything. Yeah, and so, uh. It goes back to a lot of these things, you know. These are tragic events that happen because not one party being crazy, but two parties being crazy. Yeah. Right? And so, um, I get it. You know, he's trying to protect businesses, and he's trying to help. He was even helping the riders. He was. He had waters. He had a first aid kit to yeah. help uh, if anybody had got injured. So I get I get it to a certain extent, but is it the wise thing to do? Is it I, I don't know. I, I'll put it that way. I don't know. I'm not even gonna cast judgment on it. I, I hate that anybody died. I hate that old boy got attacked because he, he, he appeared to be on the wrong side, so he got attacked. Well that happens. That's that's happened a few times. I can't uh, think of all the details, but there's been public officials like mayors and stuff that have been marching with um, some of these uh, protesters that turn into rioters, and then they wind up getting attacked themselves. So whenever you get around the the angry mob, so to speak, mm-hmm. you, you're not on a winning side. Yeah, you, you you're doomed. And I tell you something else that's just crazy too. It's the way the media portrays all of it, mm-hmm. to the point to where they're instigating it. They're instigating it. They're stirring pushing the pot. it. They're stirring it, and it's intentional. Yes, it's intentional. Um, what well, well, we we had heard something the other day, and I said. I said that is scary. They did that on. No, per- no, no. It was we were watching a news clip, and it was uh, something that Trump had said. Oh, 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 oh! It was the fact checking during the um, RNC, mm-hmm. and they and uh, somebody had That's mentioned right. uh, Charlottesville, where uh-huh. uh, they were protesting. Part of them were wanting to tear down a statue. The other part was not. There were some white supremacists there. There were, and it was a crazy scene. 
And eventually somebody drove through the crowd. I think it may have been one of the white supremacists who actually drove through the crowd and killed somebody. Right. Now, Donald Trump said he condemned the white supremacy. And then he goes to talking about the people who are protesting tearing down the statue and people who are protesting uh, leaving the statue. And he says there were very fine people on both sides of this this argument. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, one of the guys had said they were tired of hearing the the media mislead the people uh-huh. on that on that issue because he condemned the white supremacists. And they say, well, that's not entire. Technically, that's true, but that's not entirely true. Let's show you the clip. And they edit out all the surrounding parts uh-huh. and leave the Donald Trump saying there were fi- very fine people on both sides. And before and after, I think before and after, anyway, I know for a fact before yeah. he says there are they're, they're fine people, over, he condemns without a shadow of a doubt white supremacy right and and they and it's it's like this is intentional this is on purpose this is this is not we don't see eye to eye or, or we're coming at it from two different views and i don't see this i sounded like the the gopher from uh <laughs> when i done that from winnie the pooh uh but they see this it's intentional misleading they're calling. I, I wish I could remember who made the, the who was making the speech that they were correcting, or falsely yeah, correcting. I don't remember. But um, you know, it was one of those things where they they intentionally lied. There's no way around it. So, I know for I need to be careful how I say this, but I don't know for a fact. But I have heard people who do know for a fact, and I trust those people that the producers of the show know the whole clip. Right. Not just that frig- fragment, but the producers of the show know the whole clip. And, and why they is edit that too? it. Like, as far as news is concerned with these sort of things, there is no more unbiased, just reporting facts. The, from what I understand, there's never really been an unbiased. It's always been more biased mm-hmm. to, the, to the left. Um, but they hit it a lot better. Right, right, and so um, a lot of a lot of these programs and stations were get um, were developing when there really wasn't a mm-hmm. right voice at all. Like there was no right right politics. It was just Republican left, um, Democrat left, and so they they just naturally leaned that way. And then, uh, um. Oh man, what's his name? Anyways, the the right voice actually came along a little bit later, and so it, it was already outside of these organizations, and and so then you get Fox News, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Fox News says, "Well, we're right," and NBC, MSNBC says, "We're left." And so now you get this polarization, right? We right. have to be right. We have to be left. And and so this stuff starts to, to pull itself apart at the seams. Yeah. And now with everything going on, they have to push their side. Um, somebody said, uh, I, I saw a thing where they were like, uh, the the right has, has made way more. We, we were able to fact check the right way more than the left. Like in the first day versus the whole DNC the whole time. Well, the fact was they never they never once fact checked the DNC. Period. Yeah. So if I don't fact check the DNC and then I go and fact check the RNC, of course I'm going to fact check the RNC a lot more. Then when you lie about your fact checking, like when it came to Donald Trump saying that he supported white supremacy, mm-hmm. your fact checking is useless because you're a liar. You're yeah. a liar. There is no truth in you. Yeah, you're not fact checking. You're just lying. And and so I I really do, man. I I blame the media for a lot of this stuff. I I I don't know what. There's a part of it that goes, we ought to do something about it, right? Like like as a country. But the libertarian side of me says we don't need to be making laws, right? Right. So, um, 
maybe maybe we do maybe there is maybe there's a constitutionalist ground for making laws against to to prevent the the news organizations from lying seems um, like there should be some sort of checks and balances system in there i mean like they're supposed to be for the government yeah you know yeah. it seems like there would be for the media too because that's who's portraying things to the public i was i was just reading a book by Man, my brain is shot. I can't think of nobody's names right now. Uh, the name of the book was Christian Manifesto. There you go. Um, and the guy said that that basically uh, the news has become the fourth the fourth arm of government, the fourth the fourth branch of government. Mm. And that makes sense. And, and I see his point. I, I really do. I see his point. And and I don't know if I. To, I think principally, I want to disagree with that. Yeah, for sure. But I think I think in reality he's probably right. Right. And, and so, um, if that's true, something has to happen, right? Something has to change. Um, you know, I make this argument when it comes to I don't make this argument. I mean, I do, but but I didn't come up with it. I got it from watching other and listening to other people, but with uh the the uh social media networks mm-hmm. where right now they get the benefit of being a publisher and a utilities mm-hmm. so they benefit from both of those things and they're not they don't they don't get punished like both of those things would so they are they can they can kick you off of their platform like a publisher can mm. and they're not held responsible for what you say on their platform like a utilities is so they get the protections of both of them but not the punishments or maybe punishment not the consequences they don't carry the right. consequences of either of them and and i think that needs to change and i think there's a i think it's constitutional to ask for that change i think it's constitutional for for us to to be able to say all right you're either a utilities and therefore you can't control what what is being said or done on your on your thing you set up the the you set up the um the overall how it functions, uh-huh. but you don't get to kick people off of your because of what they say. That's freedom of speech, right? Or you're a publisher and you say we allow these people on our platforms because they say the things that we like. Yeah, yeah, it, one or the other. And I think there could be maybe somebody smarter than me can come up with a way to 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 do or say basically that same thing with the media, the the news media. There has to, like you said, there has to be some kind of checks and balances, um, and, and and I think we're starting to see why monopolies. I remember used to thinking, you know, the monopoly laws they were they were uh, unfair, uh, for the lack of a better term, but now now looking at some of these monopolies in the tech industry and with media, and thinking, no, I get it, I I get it, um. I can see how an or uh, 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 um, company can become so powerful that they they don't allow for you to be able to compete or or fight against them, right? And I, I think that's an issue. Hmm. So, yeah, uh, have we got anywhere to go from there? Of course, we've always got somewhere to go, man. We were going to talk today on our uh, our verse, our key verse, our theme verse, whatever you want to call it. Theme verse. Theme verse. Our it's life the podcast. Verse. I was about to say, it's the <laughs> podcast life verse. And uh, if you don't okay. know, you must be a new listener because you should know by now that our verse is 2 Timothy 1.7, which says, for God gave us not a spirit of fear, one of power, love, self-control. That's that's what that the ESV is. So, okay, so you recognize it because we paraphrase it, and we steal a little bit from uh, different versions. But uh, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment, yep. or mind. And uh, and so we wanted to talk about that a little bit. We kind of want to discuss why we've chosen that and what it has to do with our, our podcast and 
how it's actually been applicable in, in our entire life. Yeah, in work, in our personal lives, uh, in the life of the church, um, or life of our ministry in the church, um, and, you know, the podcast too. It's, yeah, it's very timely. I'm just going to keep talking now while Sasquatch reaches up and cuts his fan off, so maybe it won't be such a distraction with background noise. One more time. There you go. Let it calm down. Okay. We should be good to go. Sorry about that. Right there. Um, so, let's start off with God has not given us a spirit of fear. There, there are verses that say, uh, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it for for time to to be timely. But yeah, there's verses that say you need to fear God, right, right. And there's other verses that say do not fear. And so, we, as as a podcast, are trying to uh, show people that that we have nothing to fear but God. And the fact. When we do fear things, when we do fear man, when we do fear circumstances, what we're what we're actually saying is that um, God's not in control. Mm-hmm. God's God's not in control, and and we're kind of even maybe uh, leaning towards a worship of something other than God. Yeah, because if we're supposed to fear God. And nothing else. When we fear something else, we're saying it has sovereignty over our life and yeah. not God. Yeah. And, and to a certain extent, that's a. I, I don't. I don't want to get too. Uh, too into that, but, but it, it's almost like worship of something else when we fear in that manner. Oh, it definitely can be, and I mean, uh, even us, more specifically, even me. Um, there are times whenever I let things worry me. And bother me to the point where, um, even though I don't realize it in the moment, what I'm saying is God's not sovereign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's hard to admit that, right? Yeah, for sure. Because you know, you know for a fact, you're like, no, God is sovereign. God is sovereign. I know this. I don't know. But what about this? What what what, what about my job? Is is God sovereign over my job? Is God sovereign over my children? Um. Where what we're supposed to do is trust in him. Yeah. And even if even if his answer is you lose your job, that should be okay because you have Christ. Yeah, and all the testimonials and feel-good stories, it's, it doesn't seem like we hear those a whole lot. Or whenever we do hear those, um, we don't believe that uh, it could actually happen to us. Now, we say things like, you know, God is sovereign, and those are things that we know, we have a knowledge of, we read the scriptures. But do we really believe it? And there comes a time whenever your belief is tested. Yeah, and those times are hard. Yeah. Those times are are difficult for us to go through and then and then come out and realize but that's what they're for right mm-hmm. they're, they're to show us that you don't trust God here you don't you don't you don't you don't trust God here you're not you're not being obedient here right and so we we know I think generally that if you've been listening to our podcast you know anyway that we are not to fear but what what does that really look like what does that look like um, Nowadays, it looks like going to church. That's a really good point. That, yeah. that is an excellent point. I mean, um, that's some of the things that uh, have been posted on Facebook lately, just the way some of these, chur- these churches have been coming under attack from the government for meeting. And we have some members that um, are scared to go to church. They're believing the narrative that if you go to church, you could be killing somebody. Yeah, if you go to... You just cut yourself off or down or something. Yeah, yeah, that's what There you right. are. So, um, if if you go to church, you're killing grandma. I mean, I mean that's what's been said. Exactly. That, that you're killing grandma if you go to church. 
Yet we know that the scripture says not to neglect the gathering of the saints. God's given us Sundays for corporate worship, or I say Sundays. Yeti, Yeti, what you don't understand is, I know what the Bible says, but the governor says this. Mm, Then what you're saying is God is not sovereign. But, but you've got to obey, you got to obey the authorities placed above you, right? Except whenever they tell you to go against God. We must obey know. God rather than men. I, I, I just don't know. I, I mean... You don't have to know. I'm telling <laughs> you. <laughs> the Bible spells it out. I'm I mean, just telling you what the Bible says, son. <laughs> I mean, I said you ain't got to know. You just got to be obedient. <laughs> that's it. Scripture says, therefore um, we do. Uh, that That's good. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Um, you know, it, and it goes back to the whole idea of... What do you worship? What do you worship? I, I mean, I've even had people say things to the extent of, uh, we want to have a good testimony among the lost. And I understood where they were coming from. What and, does that mean? And what, having a good testimony of, of yeah. amongst the lost? Um, we're not to be rebel rousers. Right. Okay. So, yeah. so when the government says uh, something like, "Hey, don't we run in red lights?" Just well, we don't run red lights. We we're we're obedient to that. Um, yeah, just leave you quiet. Go, just nothing, go along. There's nothing unbiblical about that. You right. know that kind of thing. Right. right. So, so, but uh, you know they don't. We don't need to be a bunch of drunkards running around drinking and then coming to church and going. Or the Bible says, you know, not to be a drunkard. But then half the church is right. That that's a bad testimony yeah. to the lost. Um, and so that being said, what we what we wanted to do was be a good testimony in this time. In in, in what they were saying is by being obedient and not being uh, not being uh, rebellious, right? Mm, right. And and this was when it first started. I don't even know if this person would still hold that that thought process. But that being said, uh, yeah, yeah, um, it's either to be uh, what? What's a better? What's a better? Uh, we're not to be what to to the lost. I was just talking about a bad testimony. A bad testimony. We we don't want a bad testimony to the lost. But what's a better testimony to be obedient to God? When it's hard to be obedient to God, mm. there there is no better testimony. That's than right. That. That's why that's why Abraham is so impressive, yeah. right? That's why Moses is impressive, mm-hmm. and people who are not Jew or Christian know Abraham and Moses because they were obedient to God, even though it was hard. Yeah, for sure. You want to move on with the verse, um, or do you want to harp here a little bit more? Let's move on. We can move back if we need to. Yeah. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power. Power. All right. This is a good one, right? Power. What What do we mean by power? Do we mean uh, everybody will be running around like Samson or Hercules? I don't mm. think so. What it What it talks about is when God when God takes when you when God takes away your fear. And you are completely reliant on him. You have the power of Jesus Christ. We say this in church a lot. Uh, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in us. We sing that song every now and again, and it always seems timely to what the sermon's about. We're singing it this Sunday. Are we really? Heads up. All right. <laughs> I'll base my sermon right now. Uh, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's we have to be obedient to God and when we put our faith in him and know that he is sovereign and that he is in charge we don't have to worry about the things like uh, uh, our job or losing it we don't have to worry about if Trump becomes elected or Biden becomes elected because our God is sovereign and there is no fear there because we trust him 
And there is a power there. There is a power in somebody who you say, no matter what happens, this this is what we're doing. Yeah. Right? And for us, it's no matter who's elected, no matter what happens, we stand for Christ because he is our king. That's right. Son, you want to make people mad and you want to see people uh, lose their brain, you tell them, I don't care what or who you say, I follow the king Christ. They, man, they can't, they can't handle it. They can't handle it. That's why China is killing Christians. And to be honest, they're killing uh, Muslims as well. Probably more Muslims right now than they are Christians. But really, I, I think so because they, they're they're not they're not they haven't been secretive about they're they're called a weaker Muslims uh-huh. and uh, they won't shave their beards. <laughs> <laughs> and so the uh, Chinese government is is. In fact, probably the mask that you're wearing right now, if you're wearing a mask, was probably made by slave labor from China. Congratulations. Yeah. um, And so, but when you can stand up. Okay, good example. The NBA is bowing the knee to power right now. Mm. They're bending the knee to power because they'll sit there and they'll say, Black Lives Matter. In the country, and I'm getting this from Vody Bauckham, in the one country where they're the most free all over the world. Yet, in Hong Kong, people are being captured and murdered. They're waving the American flag. They want their independence. They want their freedom. And they do not want to be held hostage by government. Same thing with the Uyghur uh, Muslims. Mm-hmm. Same thing with uh, uh, I'm telling you, my brain is not working. The uh, the Buddhist, not Buddhist, uh, the the Dalai Lama. What country? Okay. What 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 is that? Uh, ah, I'm sorry, I'm, my brain is not working today. But um, you know, these people are wanting to be free from China. These people are being abused and mistreated by the government of China, and the NBA won't say a word. Because the one guy who slipped up and did say something got shut up and put away quickly. Is that right? Yeah. And so uh, they're bending the knee to, to, to power. Now, could you imagine if an NBA player went, nope, nope, we're not going to put up with this. I'm not playing in China ever again. Not until they change. Not until they change. And, we, and I don't care how much money they take from us. You definitely yeah. have more attention on it if that was the case. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's easy to say Black Lives Matter nowadays because you've got all the major powers supporting that. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say uh, 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 Christian and Muslim and, and Hong Kong uh, lives matter be, in China because they'll take your money away. Yeah, they'll shut you up right quick, fast, and in a hurry. They ain't gonna be putting up with that. And you talk about NBA players; that's their god right there. Yeah, and there was this one guy. There was this one Christian uh, in the NBA who didn't take a knee for. That's right. Uh, and when uh, when he was explaining to people why it was because he was a Christian. Yeah, they, they asked him why did why didn't you uh, bow with the rest of your teammates? And I, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I want to say that his response was, I don't bend my knee to anyone but Christ. Yeah. And and, and he went further. I mean, there was more to it than yeah. that, but that was a big part of it. Yeah. I said, son, and, that's and good fact, right and there. In fact, the reason Americans don't, don't do something like bend the knee at the Pledge of Allegiance or anything else, it's because we, we decided at the beginning that we were only be obedient to God. So we don't pledge allegiance in the in the sense of like other people pledge allegiance. And you're actually being regressive, not progressive. You're being regressive whenever you bow the knee at something. That's not respect. That's slavery. There you go. Um and so going back to power. Yeah. This this that's that's a bigger kind of and the let's spirit go, of power that God's given us. Let's go to a smaller thing. Let's say that 
in your family, you're the only Christian. Hmm. And at the dinner table, while everybody else starts to eat, you bow your head and start praying. Most of the time, your family will hush. Right. Most of the time, your family will. There might be that one or two people who, who, who feel like making a show out of it. But most of the time, people will hush. You 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 go out there and and show people that you are unafraid of the coronavirus. I mean we, we do in this sense we do this quite a bit. We just walk into a store. Now if somebody asks us, Hey, will you put on a mask? We'll do it. We have our own mask on us, we pull it out of our pocket, we'll put it on. That being said, we're not wearing the mask unless asked to. We get looks. Mm-hmm. We get stares. Um, I have seen people walk by and then take off their mask. Yeah, I have too. Now that that they say, oh, look, I'm not the only one, and take off their mask. Yeah. There's power there. There, There is power when you're, when you're fearless and you're standing with Christ. There is power there. Here's you another scenario too. Um, say you work in an environment where you are a Christian and you work around a bunch of lost people. And uh, about the time that, uh, you know, they find out that you're a Christian is whenever they start censoring themselves from around you. Or if they cuss, they just automatically assume that you're offended and start apologizing. Yeah, yeah. I know what you like, mean. Um, you know, I, I don't want to say it offends me. I don't want to say it doesn't offend me. It's like, I just want to tell you about Jesus what you do with Jesus after that is is I don't you're right I guess but at the same time is you you're not offended you you haven't sinned against me by using that kind of language you're sinning against Jesus yeah and it's but it, it is good to see there again because if they realize it or not you're a representative of Christ in mm-hmm. that moment and so they bow, they bow the knee to that. Yeah, because you are showing power in that moment. So, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power and love. What does what happens if you have power and not love? You're just a jerk. Tyranny, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, and, and and here's a good here's a good illustration of how both of those things can work together, right? If I see you sinning and you're a part of my church, I should be able to go up to you and confront you over your sin. Well, first of all, that's power. Why? Because you, you're fearless. Mm-hmm. Most people would be fearful to walk up to someone. Especially someone they like, and they they think that they're about to hurt their feelings, or maybe not hurt their feelings is the right word, but they're going to insult them. You're 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 afraid to walk up to that person and try to correct them, because you don't know how that person is going to react. Second of all, you're showing that's power. Mm-hmm. The fact that you can walk up to that person and just start speaking to them like that. Third of all, it's lo- it's love, because now you're saying. You are not glorifying God in this. Yeah. You're, you're not glorifying God in this. Glorifying God is is what we as Christians are made to do. And when you're, you know, losing your temper at the grocery store, you're not you're not glorifying God. Brother, I love you. And what I want to see is you walking with Christ. That's love. That's love. Yeah. Telling that person, oh, man, it's okay. Everybody loses their temper from time to time. That's not love. Mm -mm. That's not love. That's telling, that's giving the permission to go against God. And going against God is never love. Yeah. But, I mean, we should also, we should also give grace, but not an excuse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, with love and power... Love is the grace of power. Mm, Does that okay. make sense? I think so. So, so keep going. Though. 
power without love has no mercy or grace. Yeah. Power with love yeah. is gracious. Right. And is uh, mercy. That That's why we see Christ yeah. giving us the opportunity to walk. Walk with him and be a part of him. Be a part of him uh, to be his bride. Because he is both... He is the definition of both power and love. Mm-hmm. And there again, power without love is tyranny. Right. And it seems like the more that we can uh, apply all of these different uh, not principles, what are they? Power, love, sound mind. Or let's use principles. Principles, all right. aspects. The, yeah, the um, more we can apply these to our daily life, the more of a reflection of Christ that we will be. Yeah. All of these are the reflection of Christ whenever you put them all together. And it seems like the more we talk about this verse, the more we think about this verse, the more we apply it in our own lives and we see avenues to do that is like the the more it's making sense. Yeah, and and I think too is when you have power and love the next one is sound mind mm-hmm. and I think Christ gives us that because when you're interested in your glory in your when you're your God you're a weak unloving dumb God mm-hmm. when you make Christ your God he gives you a power. I reckon scared would be the other part of that too, because okay. if he gives us a a, spir- a spirit of not being afraid, right? Right. And so, we as Christians should be unfearful, powerful, loving, and sound sound mind, sound judgment. That's not an IQ thing. That is a Understanding your place in the world. Understanding that you were put here to bring glory to God. Understanding that that sin is a hateful, evil thing that gets in between you and God. And that we are to be Christ-centered in everything that we do. Um, there again in Moscow, um, um, Moscow, Idaho, um, mm-hmm. the pastor, Doug Wilson, Doug. Doug Wilson has a thing where he says all of Christ for all of life and not all of Christ for part of life or part of Christ for all of life. It's all of Christ for all of life or work. Our, our our marriage, our our children, or the way we raise our kids, um, shopping at Walmart, whatever it is, Christ has to be at the center of everything we do. And the reason me and Yeti can sit here and talk about um, what these things look like is because God's given us a sound mind. And the more scripturally uh, adequate you are, so the more you know the scripture, the more you you can memorize and repeat, the more you understand the word of God, the better of a sound mind that you'll have. The less fearful, the more powerful. And uh, what was the other one? I've gone crazy. Sound judgment. Sound judgment. No, 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 no. Loving. The more loving you'll be, the more loving you'll be. And... It's just one of those things where we as Christians have not been made to have to do anything like that. We as Christians at this point in time have pretty much skated through life not really having to focus on a lot of doctrine. You know, we've we've been more concerned about do we play Chris Tomlin or do we stick to the hymns? Yeah. You know, that's been our biggest our biggest thing. Um, maybe if you're you're from a real extremist group you know, maybe smoke machines and lasers, <laughs> you know, and that kind of thing. But 
in reality, we should be thinking about how do we stand up to the government without being rebellious? Yeah. How do we, or or if we are rebelling, rebelling against, not God, but the enemy. Rebelling without sin. Rebelling without sin, exactly. And we need to be able to think about what does the future look like? A lot of people right now are talking about, I don't know if I want to have any more kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to have any more kids. Well, why not? Well, it looks like the whole world's going to hell in a handbasket. Well, okay. Point, point granted. But what does the Bible say about having kids? You think, you think, uh, you think when, uh, the, 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 uh, Noah got the, um, when Noah was told to, uh, build the ark, that there was a flood coming, that, that his people quit procreating? No. Do you think that, uh, that when God said, hey, go forth and fill the earth, that that's changed in any way, shape, or form? Nah. It's been added to and it's been added to with the gospel to where now not only are we supposed to procreate, we're supposed to go out there and uh, spread the gospel and see people come to Christ uh, uh, like that as well through evangelism. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to uh, grow and grow and grow, not shrink. But the whole world's going, I mean, it just it looks so bad. Is God not in control? Is God not sovereign? Are we not commanded to, 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 to raise children so that they can fight battles for Christ? Are we are we are we not supposed to go out there and preach the gospel with power and love? But it looks so bad. God doesn't care how bad it looks. It, it, what, what we see as it looks so bad, still looks like paradise to the bulk of the planet. And if you yeah. look at it throughout time, it definitely looks like paradise. When you think about the Babylonians, the best the Babylonians had were way worse than what we have now. It's just That's bad right. compared to your lifetime. And so, mm-hmm. God God didn't say, hey, church, I mean, uh, Jews, when you get to Babylon, we know it's bad. It's real bad. Quit quit having kids. I, I, I'd hate for y'all to have to raise kids in these horrible times. Sometimes I think that's just an excuse. When the Romans when the Romans decided to uh to hang Christians up on spikes and uh you know, dip them in tar, cut their tongues out and light them on fire, do you think the Christians went, ah, maybe we ought not to have kids? Sounds like the perfect time to have kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to raise them up for the next generation. Absolutely, man. And and we have to go forth and multiply. I mean, and that, that I can't tell you how. I mean, there's 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 example after example after example of where we tend to go. Well, yeah, I see the world, and I think this, but the Bible says different. That's sound judgment. That's sound mindness. That's a wisdom that can't come from the world, but can only come from Christ. And that's something that we Christians have to learn to do is submit our feelings to what Scripture says and what we know to be true. And if Scripture says it, we know it to be true because God said so. Preach it. So we feel certain ways, and and it's understandable how we would looking at the world. Yeah. But whenever you look at the text and what Scripture says, and we put our faith and our trust and our assurance in God and what He says, then why why are we worried? Because we're not sovereign. That's right. We don't see how this whole thing plays out. Thank God we're not sovereign. And and we're not our own. Yeah. Right? We are Christ. We are to be slaves of Christ. That's why you said earlier, whenever people bow the knee, that's slavery. Yeah, that's why we bow the knee to Christ. That's right. We are his slaves. Boy, that was good making that come around. I hear you. <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. I was just waiting and biding my time. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, let's let's 
the most important thing you can do is pray and hit your Bible. I don't mean like physically punch your Bible, but open it up and read it. Mm -hmm. Those are the most important things you can do. And God will transform you to look more like him. And when you do, you'll get that love. You'll get that power. You'll get that fearlessness. You'll get that sound mind. But if you go hide in a hole and you just say, Oh no, everything's it's awful. It's just awful. And you're not reading your Bible and you're not praying to God. You're going to be more influenced by the, by the media and by the culture of our day than you are Christ. Yeah. And to go a little bit with what you're saying there, I mean, that's, that's faith too, to live a life without fear, but with power, love, and sound mind. That's faith. That's faith. So what you have to do is you have to open up your scripture, see what it says, pray to God, ask him. How else do you know what you have faith in? Exactly. You ask God, it's, even if, if you have a hard time believing about the power, love, and sound mind, ask God to make that real to you, give yeah. you an opportunity to, um, to use that. And then whenever the time comes and you look at the world and what you're facing and it pops in your mind, that verse, God has not given me a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound mind. Instead of submitting to what your gut says and to how things look, submit to what the scripture says and watch God work. That's right. Uh, man, that is good. That is good. Um, so my, my question is, how is this affecting us personally because we talked about this this this, the more we talk about this verse the more it has to do with what we do in our day-to-day life so give me give me one example of how that how that has played out in our life we've been trusting god for our daily bread (laughs) yeah that's true (laughs) i think also um you know we 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 say we want to be able to do ministry. We want to do ministry and we want to do this podcast more. We want to see people come to know Christ. We want to push things uh, more like this. And yet, we've noticed that one of our, one of the, the things we do has interfered with that. Mm-hmm. And we thought it would be a help, but it's turned out to be a hindrance. Yeah. And so, we've been praying and hoping that um for wisdom and i th- i think we're going to i think we're going to get rid of it and that's yeah. that's income coming in but i think we're going to get rid of it because we feel like it interferes with the main calling and i think most people the world would say well that seems foolish but it seems to us that when you're supposed to dedicate your entire being to Christ mm-hmm. and this interferes with what you're doing that that glorifies God Maybe it's what needs to go. Yeah. So. Um, and we don't know the big picture. We don't know the big picture. We don't know what this turns out to look like. Yeah. I mean. It, and it, the knee-jerk it, reaction is, is fear. But then that's where we have to remind ourselves yep. and each other. that. Well, it's like Paul says. What do you do with your thoughts? You, you got to take them thoughts captive, son. You got to take them captive. And so when you have fear, same, same thing. You got to take it captive. Take it captive. And, and hold it up to the mirror of, of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And so, guys, I hope this was helpful. Oh, wait. We almost got away without doing our shout-out. Because we have been... Yeah. Something, something kicked in. I don't know what happened. <laughs> we, we've, uh, we've been getting more Facebook likes, and we appreciate every one of them. So, uh, while... Have you got it up? You got it ready? Okay. Well, since that we've got it up and ready to go, um, we want to say thank you and give a big foot shout out to Sarah Jones, Keith Dandridge, and Senta Morris for liking our Facebook page. Bigfoot thanks you. 
yeah, I sat there and I went, yeah, yeah, it's ready, it's ready. And then uh, I forgot to turn the the knob, <laughs> the actual manual knob for it up. Hey, sorry about that. They got it. We appreciate it, guys. So, uh, if you want to get into contact with us, you can do that via of bigfootrevival at gmail dot com. You can do that on message through Facebook, yeah, Facebook at Messenger. Bigfoot Revival. Yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, and then um. Instagram is Bigfoot Revival. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also reach us at BigfootRevival.com. That's it. And on BigfootRevival.com, uh, not only is there the Yeti and the Sasquatch, there is also this Swamp Ape and um, Amnesty. And Amnesty is our, our, our lady contributor. And so... Um, That's Almasty. Almasty. My bust. <laughs> um, uh and we thank her too for all of her great contributions. <laughs> yes, um, and so maybe maybe uh, to give it a more feminine bent, or maybe not bent is the right word, but outlook, yeah, perspective. From, there, there you yeah. go, perspective. And so we we really appreciate her work. Um, and am I missing anything? To the whole Bigfoot crew, to the whole Bigfoot crew, <laughs> and pack. Um, so, so, uh, it feels like I know there's something else I'm missing. Oh, oh, if you're listening to us on, uh, Apple podcast review, give us your reviews. Oh. Um, we, we, uh, about 50% of our people actually listen on Apple po- um, podcast. Really? Yeah. We so. don't even own an Apple product. How does that yeah, work? Yeah, we're not Apple people. <laughs> Um, we're too far in the woods for Apple. So, you know, I've heard other podcasts mention reviewing and stuff. I'm like, how does that work? Well, you can do it on Apple. So, well, there you and, go. And, and the more, the better reviews that we get from Apple, all that kind of stuff, the, the, um, the, the more likely people are to find us. Okay. So that gets our grow. podcast out there. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, um, if you like our podcast at all and you're listening on your Apple, uh, go ahead and, uh, give us a five star review, uh, and comment, tell them, tell them how, I don't know, hairy you think we are. And, uh, mm. <laughs> I don't know. That face. Mm. Y'all ought to see the Yeti's <laughs> face, man. So anyways, um, just, just write in some kind of comment. Uh, all that helps. Um, I don't think you can do that on Spotify. That's where our next biggest so. group of listeners are on Spotify. Okay. And, uh, so, uh. But share with your friends. Just let them know. Um, if you got Christian friends that, that are interested in listening to the podcast, let them know about us. Um, we're hoping... We, we have grown, actually, a little bit since we have done the last podcast and the website. So we want to continue that on. Yep. And well, hit us up on Facebook, guys. Send us a message. Send us some any sort of uh, encouragement or ideas or um, any sort of feedback at all. Yeah, Yeti pretty much runs the Facebook page, and he does a fantastic job. And um, I enjoy talking with everybody. He enjoys talking with, and I enjoy him telling me about the conversations that he's had. So <laughs> most of the time, it's while we're riding up and down the road, going yeah. to a job or something. So. Um, we're also looking at doing smaller podcasts. If anybody is interested in that, holler at us on uh, on Facebook or wherever. Um, any suggestions? We're looking at maybe. Because we ride in the truck quite a bit uh, from one job to another job, that kind of thing. And so if you think maybe, uh, I don't know, riding along with Bigfoot or something to that nature, um, something that would be closer to maybe 15, 20 minutes long. Um, we also thought about doing individual little vlog type podcasts. So just That's a Yeti or just uh, me, the Sasquatch, and uh, just doing, I think it was chilling with, with Yeti, Yeti and surviving Sasquatch, I think were the two, the the two names we'd come up with that. So, um, if you have any opinions or, or ideas for that, um, send them to us. And one more thing, um, be praying for us, and we want to encourage you guys to send us any prayer requests you that, might have, yeah, so that we point. can be praying for you. Some of you have done that in the past, and. Uh, Sasquatch and I just stop what we're doing most of the time and go ahead and make it a point. So we want this to be a big community, and we want you guys to have contact with us, and we want to have contact with you so that um, so that 
we can all feel more of a bond together that we have in Christ. That so. being said, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. Until next time, deuces. Wee's out. some podcasts and just talk over the end closings. Who's going through this door? The Bigfoot! When there's a revival, you can't stop the big feet. You can either open it up or we're going to kick it down. Get down.